This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Guys, we're really excited about this new sponsor. It's Snooze Mattress. They have something called the Snooze Flip, which is the most universal mattress on the planet. It's a mattress that is designed to fit everybody. It's actually the world's first four-in-one mattress. You can choose soft, firm, cool, or cozy. And then you can flip it to choose your comfort level. Then you can zip it with Snooze Mattress's reversible and washable temperature-regulated cover. They hooked a couple of us DNVR employees up with a new mattress. It's gotten great reviews. Everybody loves it. Super comfortable. And like I said, you can customize it to fit however you like to sleep. So what you need to do is go to snoozesleep.com. When you get there, you're going to use code DNVR. You're going to receive $250 off a mattress and $250 off an adjustable base. So this is an incredible deal. Go to snoozesleep.com, type in code DNVR. It's going to give you 250 bucks off a mattress and 250 bucks off an adjustable base. This is an awesome company made in Colorado by Colorado people, designed, of course, for the rest of the world. Uh, so check them out. Go to snoozesleep.com, use code DNVR. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the DNBR Nuggets podcast presented by Lightshade. We got to get a new overlay. I don't oh, have Lightshade on here. Lightshade? Have you been in yet? I have not been in yet. I have not been in yet. I have to get there. I'm not. We're not doing the ad read just yet, but they do have like a CBD. I was reading up on a CBD cream that uh, I was like, man, this thing sounds legit. Um, we have a whole little thing that's like one of their their specialties. So. For those people, they don't know. It's not just for uh, for, for weed or what have you. It's uh, also they've got like some cool other products in there that are like proprietary. So you have to check them out. Harrison, I'm so bummed, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't mind the extended break. I didn't mind. Not, I, I ended up getting to go to the Broncos game, which was, I'm telling you, a real hoot. Uh, it actually was a lot of fun. I had a, good, I had a, a great hoot. time. It was a That's hoot. how you're describing it? A hoot? I, I would call it a hoot. Um, but it, it actually was a really good time. But um, – I don't like having six days off or whatever between Nuggets games. Kind of a bummer. I don't know about you. I've been watching basketball. I watched the Grand Rapids Gold in the G League Ignite last night. That really? didn't that didn't pique your interest. I wouldn't describe that as a hoot. It was uh, it was just more of a a watch. Well, can you descri- describe this thing, this um, G League Showcase? Yeah, sure. So the G League Showcase, it's pretty much. It's kind of summer league, but during the season. Okay. It, pretty much it's a tournament in Vegas with a bunch of G League teams that a lot of scouts and executives are at right now trying to find, you know, the next gem that they're going to uncover in the G League and, and try to sign to a two-way deal or sign to their, you know, training camp roster or summer league roster for next year. Tim Connolly's there. A lot of executives are there right now just scouting G League players. 
Sure enough, Nick Stauskas got signed by the Raptors, so pour one out for him. No longer on the Grand Rapids gold, so Nick Stauskas. Masai and the Raptors have stolen Terrence Davis and now Nick Stauskas from, yeah. from the Nuggets. I got I to gotta be honest, man. I was so bummed that IT went to the Lakers, even though like he immediately walked into them getting completely destroyed, probably in large part because of him. But yeah. it, it was – we're not two minutes late. We're on time. I don't know why this, this broadcast might maybe is late. We hit it right on time. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I was a little bit bummed that he went there and then I was really bummed that they were like, last time it suited up for the Lakers, they showed the picture of him blowing by Jokic in the pick and roll from like 2017. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like no good deed yeah. goes unpunished. Yeah. That was a t- that was tough to see. I haven't been too impressed with Stauskas though. So I don't think we're going to be, uh, we're going to be too upset about that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think so as well. Um, I am bummed. I, and I, I am curious about Davon Reed signed a 10 day with the nuggets, right. As they started a five day break in games. Right. And I'm, I'm wondering if the Cronkies get a refund on this. Well, they waited to sign him until yesterday. So, you know, they signed him on the day of a game. So, you know, they'd have him for as many games, but right. the game got postponed. I don't think they get a refund. That's I think they signed yes, the contract. Yes. I, I think it's, sent to the league office i think he's on the 10 day now so um, i think the good news is because marcus howard is out for so long they'll be able to sign him to another 10 day and another one I know, and maybe another I, one it is kind of funny that i mean not i get i i'd never want to say like oh the cronkies don't have the money this is like pennies to them but it is like lame anytime it doesn't matter anytime you have to spend yeah. money and then it's like, oh, what did we do this for? So he could travel back to Denver and then ultimately to okay. Like, what has Davon Reed done with his first four days of his five of his ten day? Like nothing. I don't even know if they practiced. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, they went through a shoot around with him. He got one <laughs> shoot around in. That's so funny, man. Um, well, let's get into the list today. Uh, it's been a while. I got sick last week. In fact, you can probably hear it in my voice, still like battling a little bit of a sickness, non-COVID related illness. Got a put out put that out there but um you, you know so i had i usually i like to do the list like every other game you know every couple mm-hmm. games i don't like to go too long without them but um being sick and missing and all this and stuff st- some stuff started to stack up but i got a lot of clips here and they're not going to be super pertinent to like the you know usually it's like recent game like how did they win or what is, none of that stuff matters but they still are really interesting like trends that are going on with the nuggets my first note and some of these are just notes most of these are, are videos my first note here is that Aaron Gordon, he just keeps getting better and better at using his strength advantage. I wonder, Aaron Gordon is a sponge. We've talked about this, Harrison. We're starting to see him do Jokic things, including water, water polo shots and, and different things. I honestly think he's a sponge. Like, he just kind of observes people. Does He doesn't have to be told. He's just like, oh, I'll try that now, or, or I picked up on a thing. And I see him learning from both Jokic and Jeff Green just little tricks. And now I see him using his body. Maybe he always did this and I'm just noticing it more, but I feel like he's getting better at using his size ad- advantage on mismatches or just in transition. Yeah. And, and his passing too, and just his spatial awareness. And it's like, when you're just around Jokic, you soak up stuff from him. You just naturally become a better passer. You naturally but, well- just contrast this though and I don't, i'm not trying to rag on him but contrast it to michael porter who sometimes there was like it, it we felt like three years of the same sort of things like 
I don't, I won't say this for every single player that I'm like, oh, Zeke Naji isn't doing one-handed layups and, you know, some of this stuff. Like, I think Aaron Gordon especially is um, just absorbed. I don't know. Like, he's just observant. It's because Aaron Gordon was at a stage in his career in Orlando where he'd been doing everything a certain way for a while. Yeah. And it hadn't worked out for him. So he had to get broken down to be built back up again. I can't and he's find, getting built back yeah. up again here. I can't find the interview of him, though, from back in high school where he had the longboard on him. Because I remember this interview very well. And I just remember him talking about, like, his style of play or this or that. And I remember thinking, like, I think this guy's a winner. Like, he actually doesn't mind if the ball doesn't go through him. Like, he, even in high school, he was talking about, like, people say I don't score enough or this or that. But we keep winning. So what, and I was just kind of like, Oh, that's kind of cool, man. You don't hear high schoolers kind of have that perspective too often. So I'm hopeful that <laughs> yeah. Gordon is just more of a basketball player than he is a star. And, and it just every week, I know I mentioned the same thing, but I keep seeing it. Um, his length and really aids him on defensive recoveries too. I think I have one clip of him guarding Trey young where, you know, he gets, he's not like Caruso who like it. Caruso is the hardest guy in the NBA to screen. He just like, he's so good at avoiding screens. He's not like that. Like Gordon will run into a screen and get caught on it, fight through it. He just is so long and springy that he does a really good job of like recovering and getting a hand. And and he's also disciplined enough not to, not to be wild. Like he just contests within his, his ability and it makes a real big difference. Um, my first video clip though, we get into some videos here. Uh, and of course, if you're listening to this as a podcast is 99.9% of people will be, uh, you know, it should work as a podcast as well. But if you become a DNVR member, just $5 a month, you get to join in or at least go and look at these videos and do me a favor here, Harrison, if you don't mind it, just time, write down some timestamps as I'm going through here of the videos. It'll make it easier for me. That way people can come back and hit the link in the description to, to speed through to see the video clips. The first one I have here, this is, you know, Denver has been so good. I mean, they're like, maybe the best team in the NBA at getting mismatches and then exploiting them. You see, here's a transition play. Jokic has a mismatch. I mean, everybody's a mismatch, but this is really Pirtle out here. And Gordon just does a great job of flashing and getting the pass here. So you have the mismatch. Defense is going to front. Backside's going to going to step up. Gordon sees quick flash, quick tap. And Yoke doesn't reward him. He misses the dunk, but it's one of those high-low flashes that's just really good. And then here you're going to see it again. Like, Yoke, reading, reading it here. All right, flash high, quick touch pass. And once again, doesn't reward him. <laughs> so these don't go on the end season highlight reels. But they're two really great examples of Aaron Gordon just recognizing the release valve of flashing like that and getting the high-low pass. I think it's going to be a real weapon. Yeah, that's a really smart play. And, I mean, that's what you're taught to do. Like if the post, if you can't get into the post, flash and create an angle. Um, that's what he does. It's just a really, really smart play. I got a video a note here that just says the Nuggets cut off of Aaron Gordon in the post. Like, they're playing through him more. Remember when he first came over, I was like, that's the one thing I don't want to see. They've actually done a really nice job with it, uh, and he's done a really nice job of it. One, of just using his size and taking advantage of a lot of these mismatches. But two, mm -hmm. like, the Nuggets have, like, gotten some good timings here. So I love this one. We're going to see Jeff Green. You're going to see who the – they're working out who the helper is going to be, right? Doug McDermott says, I'm going to be the helper. So now you have two guys zoning up against three uh, in DeJounte Murray and Derek White, and then you three Nuggets players around. What I love is right as McDermott is going to be the guy who's going to come over and be the low man and provide full-on post help, Jeff Green makes his job impossible by cutting through behind. Not hard. He's not trying to flash here. He's just saying now these two guys have to zone up three, but they're pulling them in different directions. Instead of them all pulling in the same drive, we go back to here. 
the the defense is pulling them both towards the sideline, right? You come over here, two guys pulling you towards the sideline, one guy towards the baseline. Now you send in another cut here, so you get the first cut, then you get a second cut. It's just the exact way of how you explain it. This, by the way, is Davon Reed. It's a great, a great, good, uh, a great job by both guys. First cut, second cut. This is how you pull defense apart. A lot of times, a great post passing has as much to do with the timing of the rest of the and, and spacing of the rest of the guys as it does the actual pass that's made. Yeah. Two really good movements on that play. Davon Reed's cut is really nice too, because a lot of guys in that situation, I feel like would be, Oh, post is getting doubled. Let me just chill totally. out here for a three. Like, let me just get this three off. But right. no, the, the right play is to cut to the rim, make the defense react. Or, and he got a wide open layup. And part of what's so cool about this specific play is Jokic. This is what makes Denver so unique is that you have Aaron Gordon inside. Jokic is outside. This is the rim protector is Jakob Pertl. And he's just out here like he's not going to help. They just they're not going to send Jakob Pertl away. So what you get is this. But now if this for most teams, this is a big of some type. This is Doug McDermott. Yeah. So the least intimidating rim protector in all of the NBA, even Davon Reed's like, yeah, bro, come on. This is a joke. Yeah. Um, and this is just stuff that naturally happens by virtue of Denver and, and how they're set up. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> this two games in a row, uh, as of that Spurs game where Jokic has tried to give a back, a take foul in the backcourt, didn't oh. get it. Like the referees wouldn't call it. And both possessions ended in a stop. Like <laughs> <laughs> go figure. I, I, I wish that the – I hope the coaching staff has taken this to Jokic and been like, hey, man, like, yes, we don't want to have to play five on four or whatever. Like, sometimes it's a fast break. But you being on the court is so valuable. And by the way, it's like 1.2 points per possession on those types of scenarios. You don't need to foul. You don't need to take foul. Like, they're probably going to score, but not certainly. Just stay on the court. Um, and I thought it was interesting. Well, they've um, definitely taken it to him. They've definitely told him not to take those fouls. But <laughs> – it's just something that's ingrained in him. And I don't know fatigue. if he's ever going to stop taking them. There, uh, I don't think there's anything anybody can do. It, it is fatigue. And I think it, it's also sometimes to just argue with an official. But yep. I don't but think the, he's ever going to stop. The f- frustration, which is why he argues with officials, it's compounded by the fact that he's tired. It makes him more cranky, like more, yeah. more likely to do those types of things. Um, here's a play because getting the ball into Jokic in the post is such a big deal. And here's a play where, again, Denver forced a switch. You got to take advantage of this. You've got Pirtle in there, beat him. You're a three point shooter. You've got to be able to get this ball here. The fact that he doesn't kind of ruins the play and allows them to switch back. And Mm. I know it was a tough angle, but Zeke just has to learn how to be more of a threat here. Uh, and what I would do, like the note I would take if I were him is I would actually catch the ball here. So that you, this is a good point on the court for an entry because it's harder, you know, for the defense to fight around and steal it. But you want to be up top so that you can walk your defender here and they overplay it. Then you have room to kind of go here, attack towards the middle of the court. But he can't do it. He plays it conservatively, which is fine. It's the right thing rather than force something bad. But the better thing is just being able to get the ball to your seven footer when you have a six foot four guy on him. Like that's by far the better thing. And if they're going to, uh, this ends up in nothing, but. If, if, if you are going to get in that scenario, you just need to be good enough and confident enough in your three-point shot and your ability to drive and, and, and everything else so that you can get them the ball there. You can't, you can't punt on those possessions. Yeah. We've already gotten one rant from Michael Malone this year on entry passes where he's, he's bitched about his team not being able to throw them. We usually get a couple of them per year. Yeah. Maybe, maybe another one's coming. 
I I said this, I've said this a few times, but the more I watch, the more I believe it. Jokic hitting three-point shots yeah. is the thing that is now in the way of him being one of the t- like 10 greatest players of all time. Right. If he's a 40% three-point shooter on six attempts a game or more, you can and not right now he's 36. And that's sometimes he's a 45% some like for months, and then sometimes he's a 30% for months, and it just averages out to this. When he's if he can just get to a point where that shot is automatic, and so much so that right now I feel like he takes wide open shots. If he gets to the point yeah. where he's like Dirk Nowitzki, where it's like you just have your hand down, so I'm going up. If he gets to that point, there is no way to guard him. And there, and by extension, no unlike most other players. If there's no way to guard Jokic one-on-one, then there's no way to guard the team because he's so good at taking advantage of all of that. So to me, I think he's sneaky become a better three-point shooter, even though the numbers kind of have him as the same. <laughs> I, I think he's actually a little bit better. But if he gets up to that 40% zone, however you get there, um, he he actually levels up more than I think people even realize. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, I have a downer one, and it's from a long time ago. It's my only, I think, negative one I got here today, guys. We're trying Nuggets have won three or four. Most of this stuff is good. This play was so annoying, and it's funny because Jokic talks about J. Mike, how hard he plays, and how could you ever be mad at him? I see plays like this one where he goes to box out and just gives up like the easiest putback dunk ever. And this was, by the way, during a giant run. And we'll watch it again here. Sometimes you just miss a guy, but you know, put the body on someone. That's not exactly Eubanks isn't exactly like the fleetest of foot guy and plays like that. I'm I'm just I say J Mike makes rookie mistakes. That's a mistake where I'm like, man, it's so weird that veterans make that one. It's just bad technique, man. Just like stand in front of him, make sure he's not going anywhere. And then you turn around and, and really try to box him out like that was just such a weird play. Guys, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from your local liquor store this week. You know the can. It's that Nuggets blue can with the Nuggets logo on it. It's the beer that we drink during Nuggets season. And we're in the full swing of things now. So make sure to get your hands on some Mile High City Copper Lager this week. You can pick some up at your local liquor store. Sometimes your local grocery store has it. If you're out in Littleton, check out the Breck Brew Farmhouse. Tons of great food and obviously tons of Breck beers on tap there. If you're local, stop into the DNVR bar. We've got a lot of Breck brews on tap as well. Come for a Nuggets game. Come for an Avs game. Come to just hang out at night. Sip on a Breck brew. Watch some sports with Denver sports fans. Nothing better than that. Also at DraftKings right now, it's Christmas week. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, has a gift that will certainly put you in the holiday spirit. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if that team that you pick is victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get in with the Christmas spirit with the holiday free bet surprise. This is for... All customers, not just new customers, get the holiday free bet surprise. Everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in prizes. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code DNVR this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only new customers. Only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
I love Bones. This is a simple little play, the first one here. But Bones, his footwork on three-pointers is is really solid. And you're going to see here, what I like about this one is he kind of sprints into the first part of this and then slows down, squares up perfectly, gets his shoulder square, and this is just a beautiful-looking shot. Not that I mean, most NBA players have this, obviously, this ability. I think the difference is ability to consistency. And I think Bones is very consistent at getting into that good footwork on three-pointers. And then here's one I love even more. This is the old Reggie Miller shove-off. You're going to see he's coming down what's called a strong uh, dribble handoff. So you get a, a lead screen. And then the second one, he's going to shove his guy off of this one then get perfect footwork in here to square up. This is actually harder than you think. You're going to see the shove, which is probably – he's going to get called for a foul from time to time. But his way to separate and then get into that gather, that one-two, right into his shot for this beautiful three-pointer, that's a big deal. We're going to see it on the replay here on this one. So you get you see uh, the reaction here. Gets his arms on him, full-on shove. But then the shove, like I said, is a foul. <clears throat> but his ability to get back <clears throat> and square up on it is the part that, that's really impressive to me. Those two shots remind me of Jamal Murray. Yes, sir. Especially the one coming off the screen. Like, that's yeah. a patented Jamal Murray – you know, coming around the horn at the top of the key for a stop and pop three. Very Jamal Murray-esque. Very, very much so. You're going to love this one. Um, this is one of my favorite ones we have in this. This is another Bones Highland clip. So you're going to see ball works around. He's going to come around and receive it. Now, here's what I love. This is a dribble handoff with a roll. Again, same thing. Lead screen, then the dribble handoff. And what you're going to see, first of all, is the timing on this pass. So he catches it. The switch is on. And the paint, the paint is vacated. He sees this, and he actually throws it really early. As soon as he sees mm -hmm. the seal, he gets it over. So if we watch it again, let's watch Bones walk into this, get the quick pass, gets, gets the ball out of his hands quickly, with actually right on time, and now we have a nice little easy layup. Um, this is a great, great pass from him. So many guards will hold the ball. We talk about a player like Gary Harris, who was very good. You still couldn't always – he wasn't a second true facilitator the way Bones Highland is. Like, he's yeah. a great secondary one making plays like this one. And then watch, pay attention here to Jeff Green, who knows they're going to switch this, knows they're going to switch it. And you're going to see him position himself on this handoff, just sliding early to make perfect. sure, make sure he's lower and then opens up. It's just perfect footwork here to make sure. And we're going to see another example of this from Jeff Green here in a little bit. He's really, really good at this specific type of taking advantage of a switch. Yeah. And Bones making that play, that that really high-level read, that's something that stood out about him from the first game he ever played for the Nuggets. Just his ability to read the game, his basketball IQ, so advanced for a rookie. So advanced yeah. for a rookie point guard. That's why I'm so high on him. I'm telling you, the shot, all these other things, like lots of players have it, but the the feel for the game is the thing that I'm, you're always waiting for. Are they going to develop? He's got it. He's just, he's already very advanced there. Um, Denver, so we're getting some smart players, man. Getting some real smart players. Yeah. Here we get the play of the game from this Spurs game, and you're going to see it. All right, boom. I love the timing on this. I love how Aaron Gordon plays it. Jokic is attacking. He's setting a flare screen here. This is my, I've always talked about this. My favorite, the flare and slip. He gives the flare and slip. They're going to switch this one. Perfect. Just take advantage of him. They're way late on this. Pirtle reads it, so he's going to help. Jokic perfectly timed right as Pirtle changes his back. And then just no hesitation on that pass. If you watch this again, watch Gordon. No hesitation. Yep. He sees it the entire way. Jokic gets a technical because the play was so awesome. 
the two-man game this is the best two-man game that's the best two-man game play i think of the Jokic uh gordon era so far um because there's multiple reads that they both they both made to each other there just love it yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful stuff we're gonna see more and more of it too man um I, re- I really do think so. Another, I mean, skill- yeah, it's just it's just a two man game between your two best players. You know, yeah. like it kind of just boils down to that. Let's run stuff with our two best players. <laughs> Here's a uh, a good example of Jokic. One of the things he didn't do very much of early on in his career, especially like first four or so years was these fakes where you could see the defense is going to cut off the sideline here because they don't want Aaron Gordon just to curl around. So he fakes just a little shimmy and goes and just smokes him. Like, these are great little plays that he's actually started to bust out more and more, really last starting last year, but I feel like even more so this year. Like, whoop, the timing of it is just – and even if you don't – you know, like, these plays are so valuable because they make people second guess. David Lee was so good at this. It was kind of David Lee's Mm. signature move when he was playing with the Warriors. It was he would – you were so worried about the Splash Brothers running split action off of him and dribble hands off off of him, and then he would turn on you. So then you became so worried about him turning on you that you would get Steph Curry and guys wide open shot. So Jokic here, I love this um, addition to his game, and I think it's going to actually open other things up for him uh, as time goes on. This is another uh, benefit of his slim-down frame. And I think it's another benefit of him just – looking to score more as a first option this year. Totally. It's been one of the biggest changes from last year to this year. He's just, you know, if he has an advantage, he's looking to score every single time. Last year, that was the case for some of the year. Some of the year, I don't think it was, but yeah, he had the advantage on Eubanks right there. Look to score right away. No second thinking about it. No second guessing about it. So here's Davon Reed on the very first play of the game guarding Spencer. Is this uh, Spencer Dinwiddie? Yeah. Um, and you just see a great job. I and mean, this is like <clears throat> when you're a 10 day contract guy, this is the type of stuff you have to do. This is Faku type stuff. You see, first he guarded both the point guard and got over. Now he's going to rotate early so that when his guy gets it, this is a big point. So that when the roll man gets it, you're tagging him with zero space. Don't let them get the one dribble or turn their back yep. and put their hip into you because if they do that, they can get going downhill, go all the way into him. And then Jeff Green is zoned up. So he's got to close out. Jeff Green, this is the X out is. Jeff Green now becomes first kick out. So he goes and Davon's got to get back. And Davon wastes no time getting all the way back to his guy, running him off the line, almost a shot clock violation. Mm-hmm. Let's watch it again from the very beginning here, uh, this, this exact play. So he's on the guard, point guard. Even on this play, he sees like, oh, you're just going to reverse it. I'm going to make it hard. All right, it's fine. Just again, wasting little bits of time all the way over. Sees it now, so he knows he's going. Get ready. Get there early. Perfect. Close out. That's great defense from Davon Reed. This is locked in the entire time and forces a really bad first shot of the game. You yeah, love I mean, to see it. If you're wondering why Davon Reed's on the Nuggets right now, this is a key reason why. Because Denver believes and Michael Malone believes that they can rely on him defensively. They, they feel yeah. comfortable with him out there in a in – a, team defensive scheme and that's the thing is he's not actually a great defender he just doesn't make mistakes and that's half the battle right. i'm telling you that's half right. the battle is just be a guy that everybody can rely on and i love this play here because a kick out to the corner it's a long this is the x out here right he monte had to come down and tag so first kick out then becomes next guy over and look at he flies to run him off the line which i know a lot of people say that's a flyby in the nba 
three pointers in the corner are very valuable. Like if you can just yeah. take that away. And then here's what I love. He goes immediately from landing to another contest. Now, was that a great contest? No, but it was better than zero. It lowered the odds of that shot by some percentage. Was it 1%? I don't know, but it was something. And sure enough, he misses this one. Um, just a guy that makes, he's out there to make multiple efforts and he does. And I, I just, yeah. I really, really like Davon Reed specifically with the starting lineup. Yeah. Shout out Paisanos too. Shout out. Pais- <laughs> Shout out Paisanos indeed. Proud, proud partner of the wizards. Apparently. <laughs> I love the timing of this cut from Aaron Gordon here. Um, this is the very first offensive possession. Uh, you're going to see him set the screen. Going to go down to the post. Denver always will run these possessions early on to get Jokic in the post. They like to run pick and rolls early and post plays early just to see, like, okay, what's the defensive plan? Like, what's the game plan? Let's sniff it out. Yeah. Um, and then here's what I love. As soon as the, the helper slides his feet to show their hand, like right now you're finding out where's the help coming? Is there any help? As soon as you see slide feet, Gordon triggers triggers him to go before everybody else can rotate over and we get a first play very easy dunk. This is where me and – D-line placed a bet on DraftKings and said, okay, Yoke's going to get some major assists in this game, so let's hop on there. Um, (laughs) The other thing you get is a very perfectly timed exchange here so that these two guys turn their head at the exact moment, and it creates a confusion in the help. Yeah, This is is bad defense, to be sure, but it's also perfect time. Perfect timing creates opportunities for uh, bad defense. Yeah. Read and react basketball. Yeah. Uh, Another underrated trait from Aaron Gordon is his hands. Uh, we, we, sometimes we only point out the uh, bad stuff, like Michael Porter having bad hands, but watch Aaron Gordon on this pass here. Again, Paisano's on the court, tough, quick pass from yoke. It looks like a nothing thing, but watch this one-handed lefty pass or catch. This is a quick, like awkward through traffic pass one hand. Mm. That's good stuff, man. He's got good hands. Such an Aaron Gordon. Does, stand, man. Man. Aren't we all, I mean, what's not to love. <laughs> You ready for some statistics, Harrison? Yes. Yes. So Jokic, 24 games together with Monte right now. He has 49 assists, more more than to anyone else on the team. I don't know if you would have guessed that, that he has more assists to Monte Morris than anyone else. It's, you know, you run more pick and rolls with your starting point guard, so it makes sense. Jokic in 94 games, I'm sorry, in 46 games with Jamal Murray last year had 94. So what's interesting about that number is almost exactly twice as many as he had, or almost exactly the same number of assists to Monte as he did to Murray, at least the same rate, like per game, about the exact same number of assists. I think that was really, really interesting. 45% of Monte's field goals are unassisted, whereas 58% of Jamal Murray's were unassisted. To me, I actually think the Monte-Jokic two-man game has looked a lot like the Murray Jokic two-man game in almost every aspect except for one. Murray creates a lot more unassisted basket. Like he just creates for himself a lot better like when things break down. But two, mm-hmm. you don't get an assist if you force a switch and then a guy takes advantage of that switch, right? And I think that's where Murray right. adds one more layer to this is if Jakob Pertl steps out on Monte Morris, Monte can do some stuff. Like he can get into the mid-range, he can shoot the three over him, and he's done a little bit of that this year. Murray is elite at it. You get Jakob Pertl on you, like he's going to dance, he's going to do something, he's going to celebrate. Um, so I think that's the – when you talk about the, the two-man game, Jokic is running it really, really effectively with Monte this year. Um, so much so that I think Denver is missing 
aspects of Jamal Murray or is not missing aspects of Jamal Murray's game that you might have th- thought. It's really the other stuff, the, the value add stuff, the unassisted buckets and the taking advantage of switches outside of the two-man game or after the two-man game. Yeah, I mean, when you told me that stat, I was shocked, to be honest. Like, that is really, really surprising to me. I mean, you think about what Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic were last year in the two-man game. Like, that was Denver's offense until Michael Porter really got incorporated over the second half of last season. That was who the Nuggets were. They were the Murray-Jokic two-man game. So, the fact that, you know, he has more assists to Monte, that's, that's pretty surprising to me. I mean... Jamal did get off to a really rough start shooting the ball last year, and he did play a lot with the bench as well. Um, yeah. So I, I wonder if that has something to do with it. Monte is definitely playing almost exclusively with Jokic this season. But still, I mean, it, that was surprising to me. I would say that it's less about – like the numbers are almost identical. I don't think it should be phrased that he has more assists to Monte. Or, it's like it's it's within – through, through this many games, it would be within like four or five total yeah. assists. So, but so even that, I, w- I would have yeah. said, I would have said he'd only have like, you know, 70% of right. the assists that he had to right. Jamal, to Monte. Right. Yeah. So just kind of an interesting thing, but also I think a credit to both Monte and Jokic in, in ways. I mean, Monte, the thing is, Monte knocks down a lot of the shots you needed him to. Not, not like yeah. ones you hope he will. Like, make, like this is where Jamal Murray's different is Jamal Murray makes shots that you're like, man, I hope he makes this. We bail us out. And he does. Monte has made a lot of the, like, if they're going to double off Monte and you kick it to him, he's going to knock that down. You run pick and roll and they go under the screen and he gets to the foul line. He's going to knock it down. Like that kind of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. So um, I got this one just says great pass from AG. I can't wait to see what it is. I love when I take terrible notes and don't remember what the play is. (laughs) Let's see here. Dribble handoff action. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Another just perfectly timing. This, Telling you, Jokic has got to be in heaven. I wish I really want to know what Jokic like when Jokic's Murray back. He's good. I, I I have a feeling he's just going to be uh, the happiest person on earth because all these guys are doing things so perfectly. All right, here we go. Bradley Bill's going to help. There's the help. It's immediate. There's immediate get out like uh, you know getting getting rid of the ball and then just a perfectly timed pass for what should have been an and one dunk, or it was an and one dunk. Was it not? It was. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, yeah. that's. It's always a great play when two passes lead to an and one dunk. You know that your team yeah. is like really in a groove. That's a play. That's an example of the Nuggets at their best. You know, passing, passing up good shots for the best shot in the game, a dunk. That's yeah. that's who the Nuggets you know are at when they're at their best. Somebody says they'd love to see the assists um, between Jokic and actually I can look this up to you. I always look at PVP stats, um, which is a great stat. Uh, Jokic assists this year to, um, you wanted to know Aaron Gordon. He's got 43 assists for 92 points. Uh, so almost all of them are two pointers. All, almost all of his assists to Aaron Gordon. That is the second best mark on the team. So he has 49 assists to Monte, 43 to Aaron Gordon. So that just tells you like that, that to me says Aaron Gordon is actually his favorite target. It's just that you, you're going to inevitably, uh, are going to be throwing yeah. more passes to your point guard. It's just the way it works, you know, running that pick and roll, that two-man game. Last year he had – let's see where I can find this here. Um, where is his name? I got to go up. There it is right here. He had 36. So he already has more. I think he might have played – has he played more games together this year or last year, do you know? Hey, look up Gordon well, games with, with the Nuggets. This year they've played 29. Um, and last year was 25. In all those games. 
So about the same, actually, because Jokic has missed, what, five games this year? Yeah, so you go from 40, what did I say, 42 to 35. So in four more games, he has seven more. So yeah, so it's tracking actually about the same number, which is kind of wild. That's another thing that's surprising to me about the Monte assist totals, because Yoke's missed five games this year. He didn't miss any, I don't think. over the I did, yeah, but year. I did the, but I ran the numbers for games Jokic and Monte have played together. Same with, same with Murray. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I had to, I had to subtract a couple games there. Um, another note I have is that Jokic and Jeff Green have started to run more pick and rolls together. I don't know if you've noticed this. Um, I think part of this is that they teams are starting to sit like they're starting to figure out a little bit of the AG Aaron Gordon Jokic pick and roll like that main action. Denver mm-hmm. does. I do think it should be an unstoppable action. There's things Denver can do. We're going to see some examples here in a bit, but we've, we're starting to see more of these plays. You see, this is just a transition drag screen, meaning Gord, Jeff is just going to set this as he's coming up the court. Like it, not quite a fast break, but just as like a first thing you're going to do in the half court. But if we're sneaky again, Harrison, let's watch Jeff green here. Where does he set the screen? He gets here. Like it's going to be this, but then he like sneaks under it so that he can release early. Jeff Green is so good off. at this. Perfect. He's so, he's so good at this. Watch it in full speed now. Watch him get under so that when the switch happens, everybody's out of position. Uh, it's just a perfect example of a, a drag screen and slip. Yeah. It's beautiful. Jeff Green, 13, 14 years into the league, has mastered how to get easy buckets. Like, he's figured it out. He, he He's run this action thousands of times. He's figured out that if the defense plays itself this, this way, I'm probably going to get a dunk out of it. Yeah. And he's just totally mastered that. Let's see. Jamal Monte, Jeff Gordon, Gordon are all great uh, Jokic players. I agree. The only thing is, I don't know that Monte is like the I, I, Bones. Honestly, in this spot is going to be even is going to be elite. I think he can be a great Jokic player as well. The guy though that is the perfect. If you take Monte out of here and you say Jeff Jeff Green, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, Jokic, that's four. The guy that's the perfect fit there is Lonzo Paul. I know I bring this up all the time, but it's like. <laughs> You're talking about elite defense, and you're talking about a guy that's going to actually make Jokic's passing even better. Um, Nuggets got to find Alonzo Paul. <laughs> Guys, if you head over to Lightshade Dispensary this week or shop online at lightshade.com, you can get 25% off your entire purchase. That's, that's a big deal. 25% off your entire purchase when you use the code DNVR. Uh, that's going to be valid at all Lightshade Dispensaries. And like I said, you can use that code online too at lightshade.com to pick up or like I said, visit a lightshade location near you. Uh, Lightshade is Colorado's premier dispensary with 10, soon to be 11, convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations. They offer something for everyone from the casual consumer to the connoisseur. Lightshade has a premium selection of cannabis concentrates, top shelf flour, edibles, tinctures, accessories, and much, much more. They're founded and formulated by food and pharmaceutical scientists that believe in a brand that should truly exemplify the Colorado lifestyle of a balanced wellness routine. You can also try Escape Artist, Transmucosal Speed Strips. It's a strip that just dissolves in your mouth. Escape Artist Infused Joints and much more. So again, podcast listeners, you guys can get 25% off non-sale items with the code DNVR. You can shop online at lightshade.com and then pick up at a Lightshade location or just roll up, visit a Lightshade location near you. Use the code DNVR for 25% off each purchase. Also, guys, if you're looking for a great holiday gift, 
the gift that keeps on giving, check out Manscaped. It makes a great stocking stuffer, that's for sure. If you go to manscaped.com, use the code DNVR, you're going to get 20% off your entire purchase, plus free shipping. Manscaped also has a lot of other products, you know, other than just the lawnmower 4.0 that we talk a lot about on this show. They've got the Manscaped 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner. They've got the Manscaped cologne-infused body wash. They've got a four-piece nail kit. They've got tons of products at manscaped.com. So go there right now, manscaped.com. Use the code DNVR. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping whether it's for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend, your boss. I don't know if I'd recommend that, but maybe. Get them something that they will actually use. Manscaped.com. Use the code DNVR. Get 20% off plus free shipping. Here's a rotation from Bones. It's late. We talk about the importance of not giving guys room to catch. This is a great example. Bones rotates. He saw it, but he thought, I'll play behind him. I'm sure he's used to being able to get away with these types of mistakes. You see it again? Look, he sees it, but look how much room he gives him. Yeah. Compare that to Davon Reed. Who gets right up under his body. And this was the key last year or two years ago to beating Rudy Gobert. Uh, In part was make him put it on the floor. It was actually the opposite of this. Rather than like come all the way up and get under him. So he has to like, he has a wide open kick out. Instead, it was make him take a dribble and do something. In this case, you actually have a very mobile. I think this might be John Collins. And instead you Mm -hmm. try to like, out jump or this or that like nah man like bones you're good but every player in the nba is good enough to take advantage of you when you make rotations like that and i think malone might have pulled him out right after that like he put him in and then pulled him right out um so you know that was something that that bothered him um he's not the only guy though i'm not picking on him we have austin rivers as a late rotation on one of these exact same thing you can see him he sees it but he gives just enough space there just enough that he's allowed to if you see this Again, he sees it. He knows it's coming. Like, you can see Vlaco's telling him, like, get over early. Do your work early. Okay, I'm over. I'm going to play down low there. So when the ball comes, he catches it right here, and there's just a little three-foot gap in between them. And because of that, little Euro layup, and I'm telling you, Malone called a timeout and pulled him out right after that. You're right, though. Most rotation players in the NBA, you give them that step, just that step, you're done. You know, they can go around you. They can finish. They're that good. So just that tiny of a mistake is deadly. If it's a big, if it's like a true big guy, like maybe not like Nurkic is going to probably fumble or this or that. But if it's a John Collins type or any type of power, like Blake Griffin or any of these type of guys, they're going to, they're just too good, man. They're definitely going to get it. Um, I don't have a video for this one, Harrison, but it's an important note. Bones Highland's a really good entry pass thrower. Like he's, he, there's not many guys on the team that are great at it. He, he's one of the best. And it's partly because he's so long. It's partly because if you overplay, like we just saw with Zeke Naji overplaying it, well, Bones is going to kill you. He's going to shoot the three or he's going to drive. Mm-hmm. He's going to take advantage of it. So he keeps you balanced. You know, he keeps you honest, but he's also just really good at getting the ball. And I think Jokic appreciates it, um, that he's really good at those specific types of passes. It's an underrated skill um, to have, especially in this system. Yeah, and it's a skill that you usually don't see a lot of guards come out of college with. Like yeah. maybe you'll get better at it as you spend more time in the league, but that's one of Malone's big gripes for sure that guys are never really taught how to throw entry passes. And maybe maybe Bones is never taught, and he just naturally knows how. But he 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 is much ahead of the curve on that. It's so it's so funny about him is he's a hooper by your own lexicon. He's a hooper, but he also is like a real basketball player too. It's yeah. He's got he's got the best of both. Um, 
I love this here because Faku, he gets switched, right? They do a good job of switching. He's not trying to, but he gets Gallo on him. When you're giving up a foot of height, this is how you guard. Right up in him. Don't give right. him any space. Don't like give him an opportunity to jab step you and hit you or this or that. Like if you get right up into him and try to take away their feet, then you can take away, uh, you know, that mismatch at least a little bit. And you can see he does a great job. Gets chest to chest, feet to feet, and then switches on the backside. I just, I just loved it because he does this a lot. And I just, that was such a good example of it. Yeah. Um, I have a Vlatko Chanchard. Are you ready for a Vlatko Chanchard video? Oh, of course. Oh, this is actually a great. This is this might be my favorite clip of the game. So you see this all the time, Harrison. We get the the little cat and mouse game at the end. Who's gonna set the screen? How do we fake them out? So right now you're gonna set. It's the end of a quarter. Okay. Um, we want to force a switch. The defense mm-hmm. knows this is gonna be a, a ultimately a one five pick and roll. Flacco Chan charge your five, of course. So they want to target. Danilo Gallinari. Danilo Gallinari knows this. So he's saying, hey, let's pre-switch. He's going to go. So as I, he goes up, let's switch this. Chanchar at first. Now he sets a pin down. He flips it and sets a pin down. Things, okay, now the screen's coming from here. What's actually happening is they're going to set a second screen. So they're trying to get Gallo not to be in the screen. So when he comes up, the, def- the offense automatically adjusts. And now it's a double high screen. And guess what? We got to switch. Get it back. Very it's really great little like this is NBA has evolved very rapidly because <laughs> back in the day, like teams would do this at the end and be like, oh, crap, they pre switched it. Right. But Vlaco here reading like, OK, they're going to switch this. So why don't we do this now? And now he's reading it and thinking like, how is it going to you know, how are they going to guard this one? All right. P- cool. Come up, set the second screen forced. Boom. And he absolutely nails Cam Reddish on that screen, too. Yep. Like, that's the second part of it. You actually got to make contact on the screen, and he nails Reddish. I really like Vlack. I want to see Vlack, more Vlatko minutes with Jokic specifically. I just I want to see more Vlatko to get all together, but um, I, I just don't get smart basketball is so underrated. He's just yeah. smart. He knows what to do. Yeah. Um, I, during the timeout or during the halftime, Charles Klask uh, last game talked about how the team has had Zeke Naji rolling more, even though he's a pick and pop player by nature. You know, we've talked about this with that second unit. They get stuck in pick and pop mode where it's just every time is pick and pop. Sometimes just by rolling a guy like right now, pick and pop makes sense, right? The defense is in drop. You yeah. could have created a bunch of space, but sometimes there's something to just force the defense's hand. He does a good job of this, goes towards the basket, gets the foul, gets the contact. And actually this is the only clip here of the, in this quarter that I clipped. But Zeke actually rolled like five or six times that didn't directly lead to a score, but it led to just the ball moving. Like it just led to healthy offense. And we've seen too many times when you run the pick and pop, it's it's like, it's so simple. It's just like, okay, it's repetitive. Sometimes you dive, the ball reverses, it reverses again, just gets moving. And eventually the defense makes a mistake. Uh, and I think there's something, there's something to be, uh, you know, Zeke Naji deserves some credit for doing that. Yeah, and I mean Zeke is such a coachable player. If you tell him what to do, he's absolutely gonna do it. So totally. I, I like hearing that insight from Klask. Couple more here, just two more here. I love this one, Jeff Green. Best, they're gonna switch on us. Best at this in the first of all, look at the angle he gets for this the screen. He gets so far underneath it again yeah. to to take away. Like he knows he's gonna slip on this. They know he's gonna slip on this, but he gets that low. So that as soon as they get to this position, he's like, boom, now they're screwed. Who's on ball? Who's switching? Where's what? He's got him. 
Faku knows it too. Gives the beautiful nutmeg pass right there. But it's funny when you see this live, you think, oh, Faku last minute nutmegged him. I, this whole setup is heading towards the same spot. Like, nope, I'm not screening sideways. I'm screening flat, slipping to the underneath. And then last piece of this puzzle here, we're going to watch Flacco in the corner here. And he's pointing at him. He knows exactly what to do here right now. Right as the screen mm. action is happening, lift your guy so he's not sitting there and help. Make yourself a target, but also just put the most distance you can from the wing to the paint uh, for your help side guy. Just enough yeah. space that he's nowhere to be seen. Just great. Really by all smart play by Vlatko. Really smart play by Vlatko. And again, this is Jeff Green just knowing how to get a dunk. Like This is yeah. what you know playing so long helps you do. Just get I see Ray, Ray saying Zeke could be a Jokic player too. I, I think he can in a more narrow sense than all these other guys, including Vlatko, and in that he's a great shooter. But I don't know that he's a guy that – we talked about him exploring his game this summer. I don't think there's a lot to explore, and I don't really have a ton of confidence in him being more dynamic. So I don't know that he can do like what Je all the different things Jeff Green can do or if he catches it on the move, like he can do like – a Euro step around a defender and finish. Like, I just don't think Zeke mm -hmm. Naji is going to get there. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm too low on him. I just, that's, that's to me, I think he's going to be a good Jokic player in that he can be in the right spots and knock down threes, but not in that he can do a bunch of other stuff. All right. Last video, last video here. Oh, so this is the play, the secret play. We're going to run. This is all Iverson cut step up here into the five, four pick and roll. We've run this a million times. What I love about this is teams are starting to sit on it a lot. So what you see here is Jeff Green, who or, or Monte, who ran through, and then Jeff Green's going to come down here. He's actually setting a flare screen now, knowing the defense, where the help is going to come from. Jokic steps in. Now we've got a pin. This guy here has to help. They know this. They're sitting on it. The lob is coming. Jeff Green throws the little here. Jokic sees it, but for some reason, Jeff Green reaches his hand up and tips it out of bounds. That was wide open. That was a corner three waiting to happen. If he doesn't do that, flare screen, Monte corner, wide open, nobody there, plus rebounders back here. But for some reason, Jeff Green tipped the ball. I mean, <laughs> Jeff's, Jeff's setting the screen, so why would he think the pass is going to him anyway? I guess it kind of, like, if you know Yoke, Yoke will, like, throw it right by somebody's ear. So I'm sure he just threw it too, like, close to his head, and he's like, dude, are you throwing it at yeah. me? Like, what the heck? Yoke yo yo can't throw too good of a pass is what we've learned now. <laughs> throw yeah. it, throw the pass a little worse. It was going to work, though. Look at this. Boom, perfectly. Just another little wrinkle here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm just so optimistic. I mean, uh, about – it's tough to be optimistic about the teams, like, over, like, broader – chances this year just because so many variables this or that but i'm so optimistic in the fact that jeff gordon or jeff green aaron gordon monte jamal uh davon reed bones highland these guys are all just such good Jokic players and i believe in the rhythm that they're playing with now the thing about steph curry i think he's going to finish as a top 10 player of all time i don't think Easily. it's inevitable I don't think it's inevitable that he was going to be a top 10 player. If we rewind the universe, we go to another dimension and we play out his career again for all 30 teams or these different circumstances. I honestly don't think we're talking about him as an all time great outside of the moment he's in. He found a system that maximized his talents. It doesn't take away from it. I'm just saying that he found he had such a unique way of playing the game that has now been unlocked to everybody to see. And that we're like, oh, yeah, of course that's the right way to play. Look at them. They're playing the right way. And, and he's like the best at 
at playing this way, and that's why he's so great. Jokic, we've discovered uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's another system, or two. maybe he goes to the Spurs and they do the same thing. I don't know. Maybe there's why a handful. Why would you put that systems. into the universe? Well, I'm, I, again, I'm not taking away from him. I'm just saying, like the same with Jokic. There's worlds in which Jokic is used much more like a traditional big, and every, he gets post touches only, and he never gets to do this. And we're like, yeah, he's good, but is he great? I don't know. You run the entire system through him, you're like, oh my god, this guy's incredible. He can handle every single possession on offense. Um, with Yoke, though, I don't think in the in the time here in Denver, I really don't think they've found the the proper amount of players who can play his style of, of basketball. I feel like the team as constructed at this moment has the most that we've ever seen. Jamal Murray's out right now. Will Barton's hurt. So I don't know that we're going to get to the full version of the squad. But Jeff Green, I did not expect him to be this good of a Jokic player. Aaron Gordon, I did not expect him to be. Bones Highland, I did not expect him. That's three guys that have all surprised me on top of the other guys that, that are already capable of doing it. So I look at that and I go, there is a way this all breaks to where Jokic is the fulcrum around an eight-man rotation that all knows how to play this style of basketball. And they just get mm-hmm. they find a rhythm that they just don't fall out of very often, the same way the Warriors find a rhythm that they don't fall out of. Like That's the difference between the Warriors and the Nuggets. The Warriors are just playing their brand of basketball like 80% of the time, maybe 90%. Denver, they just kind of go in and out of it. The other thing about Steph is they not only found a system for him, but they found the perfect teammate for him right? in Draymond Green. Um, you know, Jamal Murray is an, a great number two. He's a fabulous number two. I think he can be a number two on a Nuggets championship team, but – He's not the system setter that Draymond is, you know? But here's here's the thing, though. It's not just Draymond. If it was Stefan Draymond and, you know, Kent Bazemore, as we saw last year, and, and uh, Kelly Oubre, like, these guys are okay players. Like, especially Kelly Oubre is, like, an okay player. He's just a, not a Warriors player, we've learned yeah. very, very definitively. And I think w- it, Andre Iguodala is one of the smarter players in the NBA. Clay Thompson, one of the smarter players in the NBA. They now have Jordan Poole, one of the smarter players. Back in the day, they had uh, Bogut, who I know you might roll your eyes out and think Bogut, listen to that. Bogut is a great passer, a very small, high IQ player. He knew sure. it defensively, sure. very smart. They just had a bunch of guys that understood the system. Denver is closer now than I think they've ever been. I'm curious to see what happens You know, here, uh, how everybody gets healthy. But if you look back at this last – they're really this entire road trip starting with the Miami game. They had some really ugly lows that have tainted this, but they've had some highs where you're like, yes, that's it. That's the best of this team. Like that's, that's where they look their best where the balls pop in 35 assists. I mean, how many games in a row or how many games out of the last 10 have they gotten 35 assists? It's been quite a few, I would say. Yeah. And I think that was something I believe it was Jeff green or Monte who said it coming off of that road trip. But like, look, if you look at their record on that, seven game road trip didn't blow anybody away they were four and three but yeah i think it was monte who said like they learned why they're winning and why they're losing right and you've seen that as they won three out of these last four it's no secret why they won because they've got the high assist numbers they're playing the right way on offense the defense it's been okay it hasn't been great offensively they popped though so maybe they really did figure something out over that seven game road trip how to play offense you know and maximize this roster's offensive potential and here's the thing they have six games of 30 assists or more this season all six have come in the last 10 games 10 games yeah 
that just tells you the ball is popping better than it has at any point in this season so far. We're right now witnessing sort of the peak of it all. And um, yeah, 32 assists against Miami, only 22 against Orlando. And of course, that's their worst game in this whole stretch here. 30 against the Knicks, 30 against Chicago. Even a game they lost, they got the ball was popping there. That wasn't the problem. New Orleans, they got 28, 29 against the Spurs. So even on their down ones, it's not like they were they were low. 33 against the Spurs the second time. The Wizards only 26. Uh, but you know, I'm curious to see what the reason was for that one. Maybe it was Jokic getting tossed and them not scoring for the last like eight minutes of the game. Probably. <laughs> I think, I think just they might have had the, 26 yeah. with like 10 minutes to go. And just, just look at the stats it. from the first three quarters of that game. I, well, what's funny is I actually think I remember this. I think I remember them having like 15 or 16 uh, at the half. So, you know, I think there's something to it. Minnesota, they lose, but they have 33 assists. And then Atlanta, they get 35. So that those assist numbers have been up 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 and it matches the eye test man they are moving the ball yep. and reading into the court really well together yep absolutely that's it for today it was great st- spending some time with you guys the the small army of people that were in the chat today we will be back again tomorrow with a brand new episode and then merciful mercifully we'll be back to games on when i hope but they got oklahoma city oh my god yeah what, what would you do with two days off in oklahoma city adam did they not come back? This was my thing. I kind of expected the Nuggets to have practice today. I, I don't think though. I don't think so. They stayed the night in Brooklyn and flew. But then you could today, you could have come back. So they they were supposed to play Sunday. Yeah. So you could have come back Monday. You could have, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Either way, all right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, don't forget, check out Wind Chime. Some really good stuff in there every week. One I'll quickly becoming one of the best pieces of content we put out there. Uh, and then I believe this is the last day. If you wanted to buy the gift box for somebody, support us and, you know, give the gift of DNVR to a friend. Um, or you don't even have to keep it as a box. You could get the subscription for yourself, a t-shirt for yourself, one t-shirt you give away, whatever you want to do. This is the last day you can do that and get it by Christmas. So we encourage everybody to do that. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys tomorrow. If you're looking to go back to school, maybe finish up your undergrad degree, or maybe you've already gotten your undergrad, you're looking to go back to school and get another degree, MSU Denver Online is really the best option that you could ask for. Super affordable, and they give you a great education. A lot of the teachers at MSU Denver Online actually work in the field that they're teaching, so it's a great networking opportunity as well. And like I said, it's really affordable. MSU Denver Online is also offering free application fees so you can use dnvr sports to waive your application fee at msu denver online if you're signing up for maybe classes in the upcoming fall semester so no matter what type of student you are no matter what type of schedule you're working check out msu denver online today you can view their entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online
the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. 